hey, I got good news and bad news for you. No one cares. Yeah, I, uh, my whole life is in my car. So I was like, I got to choose from my whole wardrobe to be like, oh, what, what do I want to wear for this? This is one I of my favorite that. shirts so that I bought from the internet. So your jewelry store is in your car. Oh, that's in my backpack, which is right behind you. Yeah. So oh my, my God. the most crucial parts of my life in the Zelda backpack and then the rest of my life in the car and then the less important parts uh, at my mom's house in Northern California. I have so many questions yeah. for you. Happy to answer. What do you do? <laughs> I exist? No. No, I, that's a great answer. Yeah, I really, wish we all could just think like that. Yeah. I, I mean, really, that's like the fun answer, and it's also the real one. Like, I really just kind of go through life as it unfolds and uh, do what is in front of me when it's in front of me. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Now that we have, like, the mentally stable answer, like, <laughs> what's what do you actually do? Oh, um, <laughs> I do PA work for this place, Circadian Pictures. PA. Production assistant. Okay, so I was going to say, you uh, like what, a... Whatever they need. Phys- or uh, what is a PA again? A practitioner? Production assistant. No, 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 like in medical terms. Oh, uh, physician's assistant? Yes, yeah, that's so, what I thought you meant. Uh, I was like, assist, dang, yeah. the man of... Uh, the jack of all trades if here. There's, <laughs> if there's an A in your acronym, you're assisting. Um, okay. Yeah, so uh, basically, you know, driving, driving around talent, picking up uh, product. Oh. Uh, <gasps> Cool. Hanging at the parking lot. For some reason, I get stationed at the parking lot a lot. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> so, throw them over there. Well, the no, best part is that they're like, you know, we're sorry that you kind of got to chill by yourself all day for like hours on end. Meanwhile, I'm on my phone, like searching fantasy and Twitter. I'm like, don't worry about me. You guys have fun with your little shoot. You let me know when you need me. I love <laughs> that. And you live in L.A. That's a tough question to answer. I did live in L.A. for a while. You live in your car. I live in my, <laughs> well, I mean, that's like a B. That's like a lowercase B answer to where yeah. I live. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was living in L.A. for basically the last 13 years. And then I, the last two and a half years, kind of floated around from friends. And then the last year and a half, I lived with a girlfriend and kind of split up. So I've been going back and forth between friends in San Diego and moms in Northern California and then friends in L.A. when I have this production work. Holy shit. Yeah. So you have three different homes. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Okay. I was going to ask about your relationship status because the first time I met Josh, he was at a comedy show hosting, emceeing, whatever you call it. And well, hold on. Let's uh, preamble a little bit. Wait, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. I think I, I don't know, found you on the Instagram Explore page. We just started like. <gasps> yes, li- that was so long ago. Lifting each other up on Instagram story. We love that. Uh, and then you were at the show, but I didn't invite you. No, 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 you, you just, didn't. You went to, I just you stalked you comedy. and then showed up. Uh, no, I'm yeah, kidding. Okay, cool. no, I'm kidding. You got the reveal finally. Yeah, exactly. Um, here it is. No, it's, it was like nine months though of us DMing back and forth. Yeah. Just like, oh my God, I love your story. Oh my God, you're love so this. funny. Heart blah, emoji, blah, blah, blah. flame Come emoji. on my podcast. Yeah, and then yeah, finally, yeah. nine months later, here we are finally mm-hmm. doing it. But um, yeah, I actually, I just looked up comedy shows nearby. I had a friend, Max... Mantikoff. Oh, so you know Max? Yes, I know Max. Max and he was like, come French. to our comedy show. It's um, Don't Tell Comedy. And I didn't understand the whole thing of it. Like, I was like, where is the show? I was stressing all day. And I was like, I never got an email. It, they don't tell you the location. They just wait until the day of. And then it's like, 
it's kind of cool. It's like yeah. speakeasy. What's funny is that you're describing like their core philosophy is what they want. I don't know if the stress is what they intended, but like, <laughs> but for <laughs> you to be like, I don't know where it is. Yeah. yeah. Like that, that stress just comes, but that's what they want. They want people to be like, Ooh, where is it? It's like a fun, cool, you know, it attracts a lot then, of like, like younger people. And yeah. Stuff like that. But and then type A people are just like, what the hell? I don't know where this is. I'm trying to plan my day. I don't know what time I should eat dinner, etc." No, that was amazing. And then I show up and they're like, and here's our host, Josh Waldron. And I'm like, I turned to my friend. I think I know him. And um, she's like, God, you know, every, everyone. Like, seriously, San Diego, you just know everyone, though. Like, you just do. The reveal for me was great because I uh, am obsessed with my phone. And I got off stage to, like, check things or whatever. And I see, like, I'm tagged. Steph T- I'm like, why did Steph tag? Yeah. Sweet. And I go to check it out. And it's like me. I'm like, wait, how did I end up in her story? You're like, and it's oh, like, my you're God, just, she's stalking me. And I'm, like, looking around. and then <laughs> <laughs> That's always so creepy when you're like, I see you. And then you're just looking around everywhere. Where is this person? Um no, I like that you're so candid about how you're obsessed with your phone. I try to be honest, and it's like people that sit there and try to be – like I used to have a joke that was people tr- try to be anti-modern innovation. Yeah, and for it's sure. Like, I-, I wonder if that has existed in humans throughout time. Like do you think there were any cavemen that were like, I don't know about this wheel? You know, like, <laughs> no, they probably were all about it when it showed up. That's so true. They're yeah. like, this makes my life it's easier. It's so weird. Isn't oh, this, the point? this little mini supercomputer that gives you everything you want. Uh, yeah. I think it's like, for me, like if you want to get like super <laughs> philosophical about it, it's like, you have a problem with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not the phone. Don't, it's not the, uh, it's not the product. It's the individual. For sure. But then it's easier to blame the product because you're like this thing, blah, but yeah, no. We want someone to blame. Love my phone. That is such a good perspective. I, and I've always said too, with social media, I demonize it, but it's really the consumer. Mm-hmm. Like that's like saying McDonald's is the cause of obesity. No. It's the people that choose to eat there. Like yes. you have a choice. I mean, okay. Not everyone is privileged right. enough to buy organic. The, blah, the, blah, blah. The, the, most yeah, people. Yeah. For most people, it's like you choose what you consume. And so like your phone is literally not forcing you to lock eyes nope. with it for eight hours a nope. day. We're choosing to have that screen. Good. <laughs> yeah. Still phone good, the well, dopamine. I understand <gasps> the side of it. That's like, cause for me, I have, I do have to kind of hey, put it down, you know, yeah. because yeah. if I'm scrolling on Twitter or scrolling on Instagram, I'm getting jealous of my more successful friends. Not exactly. that I don't like my own success, but no, I'm like, can't help it. But that is, that is the part of it where I'm like, okay, this is that part and my, what it's creating in me is a problem, but it's still not the apps or the phone. It's kind of like it's my, how I'm dealing with myself. It's, it's perceiving. Yes. Like it's how you perceive what you're seeing. And I think the problem comes, okay. I'm a neuroscience nerd as nice. of the last Love it. year. Love brain evolution. But it does go deeper than that because when we're scrolling and I mean, still it's our fault for scrolling, but the, the constant novelty is just like running this dopamine circuit and eventually it gets shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. And that's why our baseline changes. And then in normal life we run around and we're like depressed. Yeah. You know what I mean? So still again, it's our fault. Yeah. But there's like chemical things involved. That's also why I turn off notifications on all the apps because it's like, I don't want something to pop up and then I'm like firing away. And yeah, yeah. I, when I open the app, I'll check the notifications, but I don't, I don't need to pop it up on my phone. Plus I have like yes. a mini, uh, what's a, what's a, what's the, um, OCD about the oh, little yeah. red notification. Like I can't have <gasps> any on my too. phone at all. Me so too. I just eliminated them. So that's really smart. I, I did do that with Instagram. I still do that. But the problem is 
now it's like I'm addicted to going in and checking to yeah. seeing if there's something there. Yeah. Because I don't know. But aren't you opening the apps anyway to go on them? No, you know? I only check for correspondence. Okay. Like literally that's all I do on Instagram. Well then also like, you know, women on the internet, not always the best the p- other people yeah. not always the best track record with how they respond. So I understand yeah. that part. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I always factor that into my thinking where the things I choose to do and the way I live, like might not work for women because women always have to have a separate set of rules to deal with that to social media. Yeah. Nighttime, exactly. you know, it like yeah, all of it. Yeah. Yeah. I will say though, like I, I'm like you where I have this OCD about notifications and it could be, People, I, it's more so like people I need to respond to. It's not as much about, like if I get an email and I know it's something I don't care about, I, I don't feel the need to go mark it red or delete it because it bothers me that it's there. It's more of like, if I know there's someone I have to respond to, I like to do it like right away because I'm afraid I'm going to forget. Yeah. So I have this issue with that. But the last week I've honestly, I don't know what changed, but I've been able to just be like, I don't need to respond to this right now. And I just like hold it off. Like I've never been able to do that. My brain is just choosing to be like, I don't want to be near this freaking thing. Yesterday left my phone on my counter for three hours. Didn't check. It. Like I didn't even want to check it. Mm-hmm. I'm like too stressed. I've actually been a little bit better about that recently about making sure my phone is screened down. So it's like, I don't even That's see good. the notification That's to do anything. Good. I've been a little better about texting while driving because that's uh, one of my Everyone things says, too. Don't do it. It's like you freaking do it. Yeah. It's like, well, I mean, I'm good at it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we've had enough I'm repetition. Good at it. I actually convinced a boss at a job once that was like, man, you love being on your phone. And I'm just like, well, am I doing a bad job at the job? And he was like, well, no. And I was like, okay, well, I, so, I mean, I think it's just in, in the older generations, yeah, like the phone was such a major distraction, but like kind of like this newer generation of people that have, were, were raised on phones, yo, yeah. we can work and be on our phones. Like it's, sure. not, it's not like this thing where yeah. the phone is really going to take away. It's like my phone's charging. Plus in like stand up and, and uh, entertainment. like That's you different. Know, you want to be sharing that I kind of got to be, it's important. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I got to like make sure I'm responding to stuff in time. Like I've missed out on shows, not in a bad way, but because it's like, oh yeah, I am available. It's like, oh man, I needed to fill the spot. And I kind of did, but I'll let you know. They never let me know. So true. Yeah, yeah, that actually makes sense. That's weird to think about because even five years ago or three years ago when I'd be in an internship or a job, you would be so freaking scared if you were caught on your phone texting or something during work hours. Now it's like everyone is on their phone. Like your boss is going to be on his phone in his office. Like everyone's just random. That's kind of weird how that's socially acceptable now, I guess. It's a similar thing to where my mom used to be bummed out that I smoked so much weed. (laughs) But then eventually she came to her own realization that was like, well, he kind of still gets done what he needs to. Yeah. Like she's like, she's like, I maybe wouldn't, if it was my choice, I'd maybe prefer you did it less, but it seems like you're doing okay. And it's the same thing with the phone. It's like when my performance suffers because of the phone, then it's an issue. But like my friend, uh, another comedian, Michael Longfellow, had the best point about marijuana use, but then also anything that you're, any vice you give into. I was going to say any addiction. He said, it's no fun when it gets in the way, which is such a beautiful, like concise way to put it. But so yeah, if the phone is getting in the way of my work performance or the weed is getting in the way of my, just the thing, the choices I want to do, then I got to deal with it. But for now, I think I'm doing all right. That's kind of what I say about dating too. I'm like, if I worry that someone smokes too much weed or drinks too often or blah, 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 I'm like, are they showing up at work? Are they killing it? Are they happy? Are they mentally healthy? Are they like, if, if all, everything's fine and it's not impacting their life or other people's lives, I'm like, eh, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I, yeah. I think the word vice is better word for it, not addiction. And then with, uh, 
and when it comes to weed, I've generally dated people that also smoke, so that has never really been an issue. And I also don't drink, so that has come up. Oh, ooh, yeah, I this is gonna get fun. In six years. Wow. Yeah, and I uh, I used to drink, and I never really liked it. Yeah. I did it because that's what you do, right? Yeah. I, I did like beer pong. I'm very competitive, <laughs> so it's like I still like. I would just play because I, I don't play. like. You yeah, know, like I get um, too drunk, so I can't play. But uh, yeah, I uh, I just I got like too sloppy in the comedy scene once and the next day I had a, f- a friend be like hey man you gotta you kind of gotta look at this like a nine to five like would you go to an office job just like wasted all the time and yeah. it kind of flipped my perspective and I it was easy for me to be like never again because I, ca- I can't let that happen again so yeah. it's like I since I didn't like it already and I didn't want to ruin my future in comedy it was easy for me to be like okay I'm done and I the day I decided what was it September 30th 2015 16 maybe 2015 I was like I'm done and then I haven't since I want to quickly just go back to when you said weed isn't impacting your performance so you know whatever I'm gonna play devil's advocate okay your performance is good how do you know that it wouldn't be 10 times better if you didn't smoke weed so here's how uh, intuitive you are I actually haven't smoked in two weeks because I'm trying to challenge myself because there's some other projects I want to make sure I'm sharper for. Mm-hmm. And like, so the special that I have chosen on YouTube, Spotify today on Amazon. Nice. I just <gasps> What's got, up? I just Shout got the, out. I just we got the there email yet. about you it You can't pimp yourself out yet. No, I'm, oh, well, <laughs> I'm going to sprinkle them in. <laughs> um, I know. And it's funny. I do have this kind of sheepish, sheepish admission to friends and peers when I talk about it, where it's like, man, I, I actually am much sharper when I don't smoke. So it's like, I do love it. And on days I perform or shows, you know, I'm not going to say one is more important than the other, but if like in my head, the show, I want to take more serious than maybe a different one, I won't smoke that day. And so like once enough good performances piled up where I didn't smoke because I was sharper, then I was like, all right, you can lock it. You can do it. And it actually, we're coming up on two and a half, three weeks, probably the (gasps) longest I've gone in like a decade without smoking incredible yeah I it's one of those things where it's like you don't know how good you can feel if you haven't felt it yet yeah you know what I mean our baseline we sometimes we don't know what that next level feels like Mm -hmm. well I remember the couple episodes ago you talked to the sex therapist and she had mentioned about marijuana affecting the libido which I actually have a bit in my special (laughs) plug about that about how like I if I was too high I couldn't you know what I mean and uh and yeah that's maybe in a in my last relationship um maybe slow down some of the uh the sex that we wanted yeah. to have so like or just that you fell out of love maybe oh uh, no i still no it's the weed yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. it was also like i mean i the thing i i reference my mom a lot because we're very close and she kind I of raised that. me to be like a yeah. I, I love her influence a on good my life. Human. and she never really showed like an insecurity about age um and so I never did either. But then I have, I mean, I'm 34. So it's like, I kind of. Oh, you're so young. I, I do feel young. But then there are times in my last relationship where I was like, can I nap first? You yeah. know, like, give me a yeah. second. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. and it, so it's like, I, if I'm going to be able to keep up with this last relationship or maybe even any kind of future one, then it's like, I, you know, I want to, I want to be there for a partner that wants that. So it's like, a, in my head, it's not even, obviously sex is dope, but like yeah. making sure a partner's needs are met are more important than me just getting stoned all the time. So it's like, it was, it was another easy to be like, okay, I can, I can push it back, you know? Right. Yeah. I, so I've been doing research on it because love neuroscience. Dr. 
Daniel Amen. He's like one of my favorite doctors ever. He works with Miley Cyrus, Justin Bieber, and all these people. Cool. He um, did like 62,000 brain scans on what accelerates aging in the brain the most. And Damn. the first one was schizophrenia, and the second was weed before alcohol or now, before cigarettes. Now, when you say um, uh, advancing age in the brain, could that be interpreted as brain maturity or just straight up uh, wear and tear? So shrinkage. Okay. So he did like another study on just marijuana users and in a thousand different scans every single one had brain shrinkage from marijuana use damn crazy yeah but at the same time this begs the question like if you are performing you're happy your life is great you're not having like mental health issues it's kind of like where do we draw the line between chasing perfection yeah so i like to like play devil's yeah. advocate with all of it because i would want to see that study and want to know in the brains if there are any other variables like any other I know, substance I any I other um because i do these things on my phone because like when i first started smoking weed i noticed that i was i'm i could already be kind of like a forgetful spacey dude because i just like to daydream and so i i actually developed a couple strategies to get a little sharper my phone is in military time the 24 hour clock does that help well if you're doing a little minus 12 or whatever every time you look at your phone which as we discussed for me is, is a that lot. the trick you just do minus, minus 12. 12 yeah I l okay continue. <laughs> okay so you do you do minus 12 on every time you look at the clock um it's it's math you're doing a tiny bit of math every time you look at your phone which is keeping your brain a tiny bit of stretched and sharper and mm. then the second thing I did uh, involves, you know, Pavlov's training method. Yeah. So for those that don't know, the it's, bell. yeah, it's uh, a guy, Pavlov, a guy, <laughs> a guy named Pavlov <laughs> would a ring a bell and then feed his dog. Over time, the dog knew the bell meant it's time to eat. So I did that with uh, memory. I would do what I call the magneto, touch my temple. Every time I wanted to remember over time, touching my temple, my brain knows, oh, it's time to remember your memory is sharper. Does it work? I mean, I'm. Do you my, think it worked? Yeah, I, I. When it comes to my memory, I. Okay, so the way I describe it is that like if you were like, hey, what were you doing on Tuesday six months ago? I probably don't know, but I do what I call emotional time travel. I'm very like emotional and sensitive, so I remember how I felt for my whole life. So it's like, wow. if you get it going, if you get like, if you jar the memory in me, I will give you. I I'll give you exact details. I'll be like, there was a. You know, squirrel that ran by. I was you see here. things too. Okay. Oh, I can visualize it so clearly, and that works good. Do you have synthanasia? God, I always forget how to pronounce it. What That's what I it? have. So, there's different kinds. I have abstract where I see numbers as shapes, and I see the year as a sphere, and I see a week as a sphere, and it, like every day has a different color about it. And basically like my senses are just like super super heightened and when you do something like mushrooms that's love it that's like what you would have in my brain all the time like th those experiences where your senses are just super high i kind of wonder if you have that too because i feel so deeply that's what i yeah i do I, that's what i wanted to ask about that that brain scan thing because i do like psychedelics and uh, mushrooms you know they got approved by the fda to treat depression and all these kind of brain things because they're a bit of like a brain reformat and resetter yeah, yeah. so it's like i would want to know of those sixty thousand brains which were taking stuff like that or any yeah, other kind of supplement yeah, yeah. um yeah i'm not i'm not sure i i remember a friend i work with on the on with circadian was was asking me uh you know the the boss had been like oh do you guys free this next day and i kind of just did the magneto i went um yeah i'm free and then he goes you don't have a calendar and i go no and he goes you've never had a calendar and i go i mean it's there you know there's i'm sure there's yeah, you just don't need it i just don't really need it because i just spend so much time in my brain 
nonstop anyway. It's almost like I just got to pull the file out of the Rolodex real quick and then put it. Yeah. yeah. I think we all have those capabilities. We just don't know how to access them. Yeah. So like you've trained your brain, which is really good. Like most of us probably have the ability to remember way more than we do. Yeah. Way more. We're all distracted. But I, I will say like the friends of mine that smoke weed very frequently are so spacey and just like they forget things they move so slowly like they forget yeah. everything and i'm like ah there has to be something to this south park has one of the best quotes on weed uh randy's talking to stan about it and he says uh the thing about marijuana is that it makes you okay with being bored cool if you're sitting there and you're not high you're like man should i do something else should i do this but if you're sitting there and you're high you're like I could watch Netflix for six hours. So you know? I feel like people with anxiety like me that are always like, I need to be doing more. I need to be doing. It wouldn't be a terrible thing to kind of just be able to exist. Every brain and situation is different. You know, you could use it. You, your anxiety brain could fuel you to get up at four and do all this stuff yeah, 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 in yeah. a good way. That's but then true. it could also distract you from being like, what am I doing in all this? And that's where the marijuana could help. But like yeah, yeah. anything in excess, if it gets in the way, like my buddy said, then that's, that's when for it becomes sure, a problem. For sure. I feel like it just makes me... I wake up the next day just feeling stupid and slow and forgetful. Like, I, I don't know. My brain just doesn't do well on it. But um, I've looked into mushrooms because I have always had, like, anxiety, sleep issues and things like that. And I would love to not, like, take pharmaceutical things if I can. And I'd like to do something more natural. So I'm, I need to look into that. They're great. I'm yeah. a big proponent of psychedelics. I actually parallel parked on mushrooms last weekend. <laughs> which I, if I could throw it on the resume, I would. Because that is... <laughs> Because not only that was, I was, I parallel parked on mushrooms, did a good job, but then there was a car that was like watching me. I think it was an Uber waiting for a pickup, but I was like, I know they're watching me. And then (laughs) I had a friend later on that was like, what car? And I was like, great. Did I trip and make up the car? Like I, so I'm pretty sure it was there. I don't, I don't forget the headlights that I knew were shining on me. But uh, yeah, that one where I was like, there were just so many colors and shapes like zipping around me. And I was like, is is the curb real? Like, it, but it, I did it. No ticket the next day. No toe. So were that you was better? Good. Do you? Would you say you're better at parallel parking on mushrooms than <laughs> not on mushrooms? I'm not even sure. I just, you know, is I it was, legal to drive on mushrooms? It absolutely is not. But I still. Oh, I thought did. you were gonna yeah. say it is. No, no. <laughs> oh. There's no way it is. Like, yeah. I. Uh, but hey, I did it. You're alive. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm here That's now. Good. Yeah. I do say that a lot of people were. If I tell a story and people are like, I can't believe you did that, and I'd be like, Hey, man, look. I'm here now. We're I'm here. fine. Yeah, come Hopefully, on. Hopefully, no one, no little animals were killed along the way. I actually like you. No, it was not. I actually <laughs> like using that as a a way to maybe help people through things that they've been through, or help myself through things that I've been through. Is I always tell people, "It's like, hey, man, you made it to today. So Aww. many people didn't. Yeah, you made it to today, and I don't know how tough your journey's been. I don't know how tough it's gonna be or how tough it is today, but you're here now, and that's a thumbs up." so like every additional day is Mm -hmm. a thumbs up yeah for sure for sure so throughout time the the life expectancy continues and luckily for us we were born in a time in a geography where uh it's you know it's it's a pretty it's everybody's journey can be difficult but it's like we got a good go we got the internet we got phones and stuff like that like but don't you feel like people are less happy nowadays with all this extra shit i'm a big time quote guy so i might drop a bunch on this whole on this whole pod but um comparison is a thief of joy like yeah all it is is like i really feel like unhappiness yes there's a brain chemical element to it that's uh that you're born with that yeah here's another quote um (laughs) mental health is not your uh it's not your 
fault, but it is your responsibility. I, th- I might yeah, be butchering yeah, yeah. it. Where no, it's I like, think that it's is... like no one blames you for it, but it is up to you to do your best sure. to improve upon it. So it's like, yeah. yeah. And also I, there was a quote that was like, the world is not responsible for, the world is not responsible for keeping away your triggers or something or like and that makes sense like we all have our own triggers of what bothers us the world's not responsible to like shield us from that like Mm -hmm. we have to learn how to manage it and like I I used to just like hate the fact that I had anxiety my whole life and that's just the way it is and I'm like why did I get stuck with this and then you just have to realize like it's my responsibility to learn how to manage it. Yeah. Like I can hate it every day and feel like I was dealt a shitty deck of cards, but at the same time, like there's a lot of things about my life that are so much better than some other people. Like my circumstances are so much better. Very lucky. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So like what I choose to focus on and just like, you just have to learn how to manage it. Yeah. I don't know. It's a, you know, it is a daily, it's daily choices. It's daily work and stuff like that. But it's like, as soon as you realize the self-awareness of like, Oh, this is actually, yes, things can be bad and that's fine because everybody has bad stuff. But like, if you have like a lucky, a lucky go, then just kind of like appreciate it. And that's yeah. so hard. It took me forever to get it's there. It's so and, hard. And yeah. there's still times where I'm not there and I have to like work to get back there. But it's like, as long as there's a base of appreciation, then I think you, yeah. you can like yeah. drift t- back towards happiness. I like the term emotional agility. Cause it's basically like when the bad things happen and you have negative thoughts and emotions, like instead of rejecting those emotions and being like, I need to be grateful and be happy right now. It's more of just being like, they're here. This sucks. I'll sit in it for a little while, but then, you know, move on instead of like giving it so much weight. So instead of just being like, I need to be grateful right now. It's like, no, just being agile enough to go from, I feel shitty to I feel good. And I love like feeling good, whatever. You know what I mean? Well, it's another concept with uh, psychedelics where it's like, so in that same trip where I was, uh, you know, mastered my parallel park <laughs> a little bit later, I, you know, maybe, maybe tripping so close to a breakup, not the best idea because you want to be in a good headspace for it. But even as I started to drift into some trippy thoughts about the breakup, like I, so a lot, many years ago, I'm talking the old IMAX, with the with the blue oh, the colored casing and like ones. yeah an AOL 9.0 oh I remember just being a, a youth yeah. drifting on the internet and uh there was a site it might still be up called arrowid.com mm-hmm. and it was basically like a Yelp for drug use and people would go on there and type about their experiences and I remember reading <laughs> Yeah. How I, old were you? Like 12. Listen, I was one of five. My parents were busy. As long as there was no porn in the history, <laughs> my dad was like, just live your life, buddy. It seems as long like, as the house yeah. Isn't burned down, they don't care what you Yeah. Um, so I remember reading this guy's testimony about DMT. And what he wrote about was that when he took it, he did a little mental uh, exercise to prevent a bad trip, which was if he got into a bad trip, which he did, yeah. um, he told himself, why am I. Why am I, um, why am I tripping? I'm tripping because I chose to. And if I chose to do it, then I have control over it. And if I have control over it, I can get out of the bad trip because I still have the control. The bad, the negativity doesn't have control and the drug doesn't have control. I do. And so that's what I, I still apply to this day to marijuana. I apply to, uh, just intrusive thought. Um, and so when I was tripping and the, and the breakup emotion started to like get in there, it's just like, those, I chose to be here. I chose to be here. This trip is going to end eventually yeah. and I can enjoy it. I don't need to let these negative thoughts take over because I chose to do this to have a good time. And then So that's so away. much easier said than done. 
That's hard work. That's that's impressive. But I luckily read that when I was 10 to 12 years old and have oh. had that thought process of repetition in my brain wow. since then. So yes, it, it did Cognitive behavioral a, therapy at yes. age 12, baby. Bro. <laughs> that's <laughs> I, crazy. Yeah, I, I have this thing like that. Okay, so I, I don't know how mature I am or am not, but I do have this theory that's like at a certain point in your life, you go from the youthful innocence to starting your adult brain and everybody has their time that 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 transitions and for me it was when i was eight years old and uh i go with my this is like uh, this is like a cornerstone josh story i love um, it Give i me. uh i go with my whole family to grocery store and rent some video games and uh i get out of the family van first because i'm stoked about the video games <laughs> And I get out first, and I'm, you know, I, my the, my friend's dad used to call me Wiggly Josh because I just was dancing all the she time. Just flopping around. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and you so, remind me of those blow up things at the car dealerships that are just like, oh, the wacky wavy yeah, inflatable you're just tube a man. Lanky. Yeah, yeah. Shout out my friend Matt O'Brien who played one in a musical. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so uh, so I get out of the car. I'm just dancing around, feeling good, and I just feel giant man arms around my chest, and I'm getting taken away from my family. I'm getting. Wait, what? Giant man arms around my chest picked up and now I'm just getting run and I just see my family in the van getting smaller and smaller. I'm like, I, well, I don't know what to do. And then the person sets me down, turns around. It's my uncle Troy. And he's like, gotcha, buddy. And I'm like, oh, what a joke, you know? And it, it changed my thinking forever, forever. Because right then I knew it's like, oh man, this is way more dangerous than they're letting on. And yeah, forever, like traumatized. And I never looked at the world and so because my brain started towards the quote-unquote mature adult brain then I've had repetition of trying to think like I need to as an adult since then never mm. trusted a Troy since I don't know if you're a Troy out there but like maybe not as character as you think yeah um but then uh yeah I actually in my I used to have an old joke where it's like not only did it prep me that much for the future but I think it uh, uh jump-started my addiction to uh fast food because right after that uh, my dad made my uncle Troy give me 20 bucks, which to an eight year old is like that's a, a gajillion dollars. Yeah, but that's then also so the, the, the healing factor was two part with the food because instead of eating, you know, lame family dinner, I got to go get McDonald's and not no kids meal. I could get to, a value meal. You and could that, get two value meals. And that was when they were supersize existed. And so I got to not only get supersize. <laughs> I want to get fake abducted. Su- yeah, exactly. <laughs> supersize number three. I got to eat it in front of my siblings who had to eat like quiche or whatever my Ew. mom made. So it's Casserole. like, yeah, exactly. So it's just like that. My dad knew it's like, I got to be, oh, yeah. Mark, you're dipping Jessica, your French you fry. You can have a fry. Marcus, you were mean earlier. You don't get any of my fries, you know? So it's like, I, it, 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 it attached sauce, my nostalgic comfort to uh, McDonald's. So I like forever have love for McDonald's. In yeah. my Even though I'm vegan now, like <laughs> I, I still am like, Holding out hope, they released the McPlant, which was their vegan burger that they planned last year, which they still have not released. So McDonald's, if you're listening. Sorry, like, McDonald's. It, yeah. They just aren't supporting your freaking childhood mm-hmm. dream. Oh, man. Okay, that's very traumatizing. Yes, definitely. So you kind of think the trauma of that kickstarted your adult brain? Yes, because I just, I didn't look at the world the same. I kind of like, yeah. I, would cro- I would cross the street. I would see little old ladies 40 feet in front of me and I would cross the street because I'm like, Never again. It's not happening again. It's almost the same thing with the that I could do with the drinking, which was like as soon as I recognized an issue, I cut it off and I will take the steps necessary to not let it happen. You again. know what's really interesting? I have a very similar experience when I was three. I got E. coli, threw up, like almost died, but 
developed this fear of puking Mm -hmm. because it was like a life or death experience at that age. And then now ever since then, anything that's like out, like I actually had a fear of getting abducted too. Like I wouldn't go anywhere without my parents tying me to them, like physically tying me. Yeah. So it was really bad. But I think it started with that fear of having no control and being uncertain of what's going to happen to me. And, um, as you said that, and as you kind of went through life after that, I feel like I had a different lens on the world as well, where like I was almost hyper vigilant mm-hmm. ever since that experience. Same. And like everything that came at me that m- could be perceived as a threat, even not even yeah. close as a threat, I, I'm, I'm like hyper vigilant toward it. The thing is, is that so my the hyper vigilance increased also because I was always on the lookout for potential threats like that, the peripheral vision increased. Yeah. So it's like, I'm, I can all, I can stare at you, but also observate, observate yeah. observe on uh, from the corners of my eyes. So it's like, yeah. I remember telling my dad, like recalling this story to my dad later. And he was like, you know, full on dad, like, yeah, bro, this, you're still, like hold, you're fine. You're it still holding on to this. I'm like, what do you mean I'm still holding on to this? Yeah. Yes. It changed my life. I'm still yeah. holding on to it. But then I, we're talking about it and I'm like, yeah, it, may, it increased my peripheral vision and maybe like sharpened my observation. And he goes, Sounds like it helped, buddy. I'm like, Dad, this is the worst take. Like, yeah, what? Thank it, you, Dad. Yeah. Um, no, it's like it, you wouldn't go up to Batman and be like, hey, man, if your parents lived, you'd be a crypto guy right now. Yeah, like, you'd be super, you'd be, you'd be lame as fuck. Instead, yeah. you're saving the world. Yeah. No, I, that's interesting. When you look side to side like this, which is what we do probably all the time now, that's called cicada guy movement, and we can bend space time doing that. Nice. So, like, our, the way that we perceive time can be very different from other people and i think of course we well, can experience how the past felt and the future so much more than anyone else can because of that experience that trauma mm-hmm. that's interesting yeah the uh yeah that i like that eye movement thing that yeah the whole like especially even before i really dipped into the psychedelic world i kind of was like i had gotten more into like the time is made up kind yeah of thing like and and it's really just your own reality and your own like perception and like what your eyes see versus yeah. like what your eyes see. So yeah, I, yeah, it's, it's wild. The eyes are actually just the brain. I didn't know that, but like, it's not They're connected. So connected. It's no, it is the, the brain. Same, oh yeah. No, that's what I mean by the connected. Yeah. It's like when you see the map of the eyes connected to the brain, you're like, Oh, they're actually the same kind of organ. Well it is. Yeah. It, so like when you're born, your brain literally gets pushed out through the holes in your skull. I didn't know this, but it's literally your brain. So, like, you can see when people are lying because, like, in their eyes, you can see their brain. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And there's, like, all kinds of other tells, too. Like, I I remember my dad taught me – it's funny. My dad gave me, like, the best processes of life, and then my mom made me the better person. So, it's, like, it's an interesting combo. But my dad, I remember early on, he would tell me, uh, uh, watch what people repeat. Because mm. when people re- when you're talking to someone and if they repeat something they say, it's usually because they they're they're trying to figure out they're bullshitting because they don't have anything else to say. They don't have anything else to add. But then you ah. you can add. I remember talking to and my. And they're trying to sell something. Yes, that too. Like, but it could be the lie. Is what I'm saying. Sell the lie. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. My friend Harper actually we I dropped this watch for people repeat thing to her and she was like, I can't. I can't believe you just said that. Like and it like blew her mind and she actually helped me expand it to this thing about. Um, if not only is it the lie thing, but then if you watch what people repeat, like the the moons or your plants or something like that, like you can actually, people will reveal themselves with the patterns in their life because it's like, because so you're doing it, you're, you're, you're doing these patterns because that's just you. You're, you're, yeah. you're it's almost like subconsciously you, and these it's patterns comforting are doing yourself themselves. to repeat patterns. Yes. It's familiar. Mm-hmm. Mm. I want to get into 
why you stopped drinking. Oh, if yes. If you don't mind opening up, oh, like, of course. what was the scenario that really sold you on completely eliminating it from your life? Like, some people just quit for a month and you haven't drank in six years. Uh, the well, okay. So if you if you wind it back to a little bit even before the the being done with drinking, I. So I would say from like birth to puberty, <laughs> I was a fun, happy, wiggly Josh kid. Okay. And then puberty till about 26, you know, the expectation, the peers, Society. the re- desire for relationships. If you want to get super psychological, like my parents, my mom and dad, real mom and dad were divorced before I was born. Oh. Okay. And then when my dad remarried when I was five, I went from being his last child to a middle child and two stepdaughters. So like now I'm one of five. Wow. I was so I've always That's wondered. I've always wanted to talk to a psychologist about what it would do to a brain to go from the baby child brain to the middle child brain because whatever it did, it had to have changed me. And I think maybe I like who I am now. So obviously it was a, it was a. a it completely a, changed the attention you were getting. A, Not in changed, terms of like as much volume, but like depth of, pers- of attention. I too. think instead of feeling like the last child, like babying exalted kind yeah. of feeling, I, I did kind of drift to like a background character of yeah, my own family, which sure. is not as sad as it sounds because I was able to just sit back and be like, wow, you guys are all insane. Yeah. And then you can get away with more. Yeah, too, exactly. not eyes on you all um, and, but then I, uh, I just think that at a certain point I, you know, romanticized the, the Corey and the Topanga, the Ross and the Rachel. Yeah, and I feel yeah. like in my brain, I was constantly trying to find the one so I could I could have the relationship that I never got to see with my real parents. Mm. So I think that that contrib- I was since I and you know people will talk about when you date or trying to be in relationships if you're trying then it doesn't yeah. happen but when you don't try it does. Yeah. I was just trying so hard and yeah. it never happened. Yeah. Bum me out. So yeah. I think that plus like I've always done better and felt happier with my peers are people in relationships when my peers are like the bros, yeah, like that's fine sometimes. But when yeah. that's all it was, I was not happy. I was drinking. I was doing all those things. And I was Wait, like, what do you mean by that exactly? Like when your peers are the bros. So when my peers are like right now, all of my closest friends are like married or in like oh, multi-year oh, relationships. Okay. But like when my least happy parts of my life was when all my friends were like the single dudes trying to oh, get laid. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I've oh. never, again, my closeness with my mom, I've kind of never been like the, total dudes bro like i i yeah you're like emotionally. i I lean towards feminine traditionally feminine tendencies then masculine tendencies i I, yeah it just took a while for me to be comfortable with it yeah and so um i think okay what i'm 34 now so uh, around 26 i uh i i had this long-term relationship that um in 2012 we had kind of like broken up and 2000 uh 2012 the year was you know it was fortunately for me it was the only year of my life i was ever like depressed because in 2008 i moved to la a couple years there had to move back broke up so i was all, i was bummed out for this year in the middle of that year that that girl uh, her name is farah she uh she had you know was seeing somebody else in la which is whatever we're, we're apart you're gonna do that and so but there was a plan for her to move to where i was from to find a job there to for us to oh we'll we'll start up here and yeah. then um unfortunately the like dude, rekindle rekindle but not in la rekindle in northern yes. california okay. um unfortunately that dude she saw while she was in la passed away in a motorcycle accident oh God. very sad it, it drove her back to la which eventually brought me back to la mm-hmm. and so it's like crazy to think about there's this book called godwinks have you ever heard about Mm-mm. it i have actually not read it but I've read the Wikipedia on it, and what it's basically what it's basically yeah, what it's basically about is these 
sliding doors moments that kind of flip the traje trajectory of your life. Another one for me is I got a DUI when I was 19. Okay. And it stopped me from going into the military. Okay. So without those two things happening, without that DUI, without that guy passing away in the ah, motorcycle, detours. we might we not be we might not be sitting here. For sure. Yeah, so, Who knows where you'd be? Yeah, uh, I could be just the funniest dude in the military. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> the funniest alcoholic in the military. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so so eventually, 2013 comes and I I moved back to get her back. Did not. Aww. And I swear it was a thing of like, well, I'll show you, you know. And yeah. I started putting myself actually in comedy more and being existing around it. And That's great. there was one night where I was like riding a bus multiple hours to get from my job back to where I was staying with friends. And I was just crying, you know, like a super bummed out. It's like raining on this bus. It's like, it's like a cinematic, a, yeah, cinematic a sad movie. moment. Yeah. Um, and I remember going to sleep that night and, uh, you know, not proud of it, but I was kind of like, there's this, uh, there's a study on the brain that like, you know, if you stub your toe and you say fuck really loud, yeah. then it's, it's almost like a robot letting off steam. It's like, it's, it's the gate theory of pain. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What a great way to put it. Um, which is probably a factual way to put it. No, it is like yeah, when yeah. you stub your toe and you, and you, um, or no bump your knee and then you go like this, your brain can only sense one receptor at a time. So instead of pain, it feels like whatever other sense is happening so like when you say yeah anyway so when uh i'm i'm like in bed that night like crying myself to sleep and i'm i was saying like really mean terrible things about this guy that died because i blamed Aww. him i blamed him for my unhappiness right then Aww. and then i woke up the next day and i actually recalled another lesson from my mom from many years before when i was i a love little, your mom great shout out rachel she uh <laughs> when i was a little kid i remember being like a shitty little kid at one time and she was like do you do you, do you want to spend the rest of your life where you show up into a room and people are like, Josh is here? Or do you want to be like, hey, Josh is here? Yeah. And so I kind of thought about that That's in that so moment, in that moment where it was like, all right, Josh, do you want to spend the rest of your life being like that bummed out? You can't, you can't be, you can't, that, the dude that said those terrible things about that guy that died, you don't want to be that for the rest of your life. No. You need to do something. And so I made active choices from then on to be happier and to be more positive and to be this and that. And once I started doing that, and putting myself in the comedy scene and doing this, I kind of like, uh, I, I, was, I was fortunate to be able to get kind of like instantly rewarded to it. I got my foot in the door at the comedy store. A month later, I got like my technically first TV credit on Hulu. So I was able to get instant um, uh, rewards for it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, and this see the works. Benefit of this it. works. So yeah. I'll, I'll continue with it. And then over time, it took a while for me to realize that there are ups and downs in life and I can't for be sure. delusional with the positivity. For sure. So... Now, over time, and then it's kind of a come down, don't you think? Yes, you kind of ride yes. this high. When I moved to California, it was like awesome, 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 mm -hmm. awesome. And then I was like, wait, how do I fit in here? Yeah, and then it just it almost felt worse because I was like, wait, bad things happen too. Yeah, yeah, I totally and, know what you mean. And so I, I had to come to terms with that, and then eventually we get back to the drinking and that this incident happens where I met my friend Hunter, uh, ran this really good show for years, um, in LA called the super secret comedy show. And I, he was my best friend. And since he's my best friend and I, I'm pretty, I can be a nice guy, you know, I'm getting free drinks. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like, I was just, I just made a fool of myself. I blacked out. I don't even remember most of it. And I get a message from another friend the next morning that's like, you you cannot do that anymore. And I started like making my Isn't amends. Isn't that embarrassment the worst thing you've ever uh, felt? Uh, uh, it is, but it's like, it's so hard to truly feel the pure embarrassment of it because I needed it. Well, now now in hindsight. Oh, but that I didn't day leave my after, house for a week. I didn't it's leave. like you almost feel like everyone's thinking about it, remembering it. 
Exactly. No one probably is after 24 hours, exactly. even 12. But in that moment, Mo- it's so... The one person I made the most offense to, I apologize to the next day, and he sent me like a huge paragraph that I've only read once. I've never read it again. Um, that I was like, you're right. You're totally right. I deserve everything you said, and I can only try to work on myself and, do be- and be better. And he was kind of like... And he straight up at the end, I think... I think he felt the sincerity of the apology, even though he still was like, that was super, a super shitty way to act. But I think after the apology, he was like, good luck, man. And then I've seen him since and it's been, it's been fine. But yeah, I, uh, I made the apologies, didn't leave my house for a week. Um, recently something as, uh, that I loved was I heard on a Whitney Cummings podcast where she actually, good for you. She quoted her, uh, therapist as being like, Hey, I got good news and bad news for you. No one cares. You know, like no one I is. I heard that too. That's such a banger. It's, it's such so a good true. one because it's true. It's like, one, I'll get in my head about like, oh my God, this, oh my God, that. But then it's like, oh, it's no actually only in cares. here. No one cares. No one knows. No. It's only in here. No, so, for sure. Yeah, once you realize like, that no one knows, it's a huge it relief. on a loop. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you, you yeah. are putting that, oh, that yeah. night on a loop. Everyone else is like, what? Oh, Josh got fucked up last night. And then the next <laughs> yeah, day, then the next done. day, they're like, shit, I didn't pay that bill. Yeah, like, exactly. You know what I mean? No one gives a shit. So, so, um, after that happened, I didn't leave the house for a week. And then, like, I remember being like sober. But then uh, a couple days later, I was like, ah, I need to smoke. And so, yeah. like, I smoked and felt better. And then a couple weeks later, I had a show where I, uh, now I probably wouldn't be able to do this again because of today's, like, accountability culture yeah. i don't use cancel culture accountability culture where i did a it was a roast though and i played stephen hawking and i mm. actually didn't speak for the whole set i typed out the jokes and played them and just kind of hit the things and i wrote i did like the uh, wait the, so someone else said them on your behalf and no you i the typed text? them into speak to text and i I put a blanket over my arms and laptop and I kind of just like knew where I needed to click and, and just played him. I even had, uh, I typed in a, a, uh, um, a, just in case a joke bombed, I typed in an auto response for that, which was a joke didn't hit. And I, and the, and the computer voice said, Oh, you guys just didn't get that because it was too smart for you, which got another laugh. (laughs) And then I kept like calling back to that. So then after that show, it's like all these people, it's like, oh, wow, none of them are bringing up this thing that I did a few weeks ago. And then somebody's like, Josh, we're doing like celebration shots. You want one? And I was like, I'm good. They're like, cool. So it was easy to turn down the shot and no, not feel any pressure. So that was like a good thing for me. Would you say it, it was solely due to the fact that something positive happened right before? I, I maybe, but I, it was more because like I was determined. I was like, yeah. I'm not letting this happen again. Yeah. And again, I didn't even really like it. Yeah. So, okay. so then once I was able to get through all that then, and then resume my life and be like, oh, life is going to continue. And I don't even like drinking anyway. And then m- the good things resumed. Yeah. Then it was like, oh, I never need to do this again. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So do you feel like, I mean, obviously you probably don't regret that because now you are where you are now. You're sober. But what positives have come from not drinking in terms of like, I think a lot of people worry about social situations, friendships dissolving, particularly friends that are just party friends, weekend friends. What are all the positives that came for you? Well, the number one positive is that three months after it, I looked at my bank account and I was like, do I make this much money? I was (laughs) stunned how much I was spending because... Uh, yeah, I could. I was never like a mean, abusive drunk, but I could be a sad boy, you know? Yeah, um, but then yeah. the, the other part of my drunkenness was I, I was also a generous drunk. Hey, I'll get the Uber. Same. Hey, let me get the Taco Bell. Let Same. me get this round, you know? Yeah. And so it's like I was spending so much. So yeah, a few months later, I was like, 
wow, I yeah. actually am okay financially. <laughs> and then another thing is this comedy is actually filled with a uh, recovering narcissist. So it's For like sure. the, there's no such thing, Josh. There's a, there's, there's a lot. Yeah. It's just, you're stuck with it. It's, yeah, term it's terminal. Um, <laughs> the, uh, there's a lot of people that will support it. You know what I mean? And yeah. so even though it's not like people were like, oh yeah, you needed to stop. It yeah. was like, oh cool. That's great. Yeah. So it's like, it was, it was, again, it was easy for me. Wow. Okay. That's um, so that was another benefit. And then like, yeah, no more blacking out, no more. And it's like, it's a, it's a poison, you know, there's a reason yeah, that they used to have the, like the, the skulls and the X's on it back in jars <laughs> in the day. Uh, so it, it, it was, yeah, I felt great. And that was honestly, I'm not going to say final piece because life is a constant evolving journey and yeah, you're always working on yourself, awesome. but it was another locked in piece to the positivity Yeah. because it's yeah. like with, it's a depressant. You know, yeah. so if you take that out of your brain and you take that out of your situations, then you kind of deal with stuff with a clearer head and a little more positive, was, which is what I yes, wanted. Absolutely. And I was going to ask if the lows, like there's obviously highs and lows in life where the lows easier to deal with having not been drinking and going through, you know, that chemical change all the time. Like, I feel like it's almost like when you drink on the weekends and you go throughout your week, when things happen, it's like harder to cope with the negative emotions because you're like already chemically a little off yeah do you feel like the ups and downs got more easy to like manage and regulate uh yes but not necessarily because of the lack of drinking the just the perspective of life you know right. like i actually got into a debate with my buddy luke a very talented uh comedian who was on a season of snl super funny one of my favorite dudes we were talking about um like bombing and uh and how it makes you feel and how it says and i go yeah man i've been bombed in like years and he goes that's not true and and he wasn't saying that because he doesn't think i'm funny he was just yeah. saying like no it just it's just gonna happen and i go well to be honest maybe maybe there was a show in the last x amount of years that you could be like wow josh bombed but because of my positive what i call the positivity epiphany and because of the, because of the psychedelics there's this thing in my brain that's like you know there the l doesn't exist because i'm glad i tried and i have a good life and i'm alive so it's like yeah that's and, so true and it's like so even with these lows they almost don't pass through my brain as a low because i yeah. know it's just life that's that's exactly what emotional agility is yeah though. it's not looking at negative emotions and positive emotions as these two completely different things it's more so just that they're all on this continuous pathway yeah and because i don't believe in the idea of a bomb affecting me negatively even if it would is a bomb that someone else could describe as that way. It doesn't pass through my brain like that. So to me, it never happened. And, and yes, that's yeah. a good, it's a good perspective, but then Luke actually had a great comeback, which again, I love talking to, uh, not only comedians, but peers, but then people I disagree with that I like because uh, yeah. I love alternative perspectives me like too. that. But Luke goes, uh, all right, well, if I get diarrhea and I'm like, <laughs> I don't believe in diarrhea, I still have diarrhea. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, Luke, just because that's a good point doesn't mean you're right and I'm wrong. Okay. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like it's, so it's like with these lows, well, they're, they're going to happen. They're going to exist, but they don't affect me. They won't affect me ever again. Like they did before, because I know that's just part of it. So good. So are you a narcissist just because of I call most... it adorable narcissism. Aww. Like it's, uh, be... I mean, we're on a spectrum. My, my therapist actually told me that there's no like binary narcissist, not narcissist. Like we're all on a spectrum of it. Well, there's a reason that I call uh, the special chosen nun because with that, <laughs> again, I'm going to sneak him in. So funny. With the narcissism, it's like I am all about Josh. I'm yeah. going to pump him up a lot because you need to. The whole like you got to love yourself before anyone else can. But I also realize that life is a blip 
uh, everything is made up and, and, the, and everything, <laughs> so every, nothing, nothing is real except for what the eyes see and what your brain thinks. Yeah. And that could be different to you. That could yeah. be different to anybody down there. So it's like, I, I think I feel meant to be, but I know I'm insignificant. So it's like, I, I do feel like it's, it's, I feel important. I feel yeah. I, I, I do, I do want to pump myself up. I do. I know there's a narcissism to me, but I also know that there's a, there's a yin and yang of like, yes, I'm all about Josh, but B, nothing means anything. So, and that includes exactly. myself and I'm not going to exclude myself from that. Yeah. And I love how just introspective you are about that. I think that if you're an entertainer of any kind, you have to be kind of narcissistic because yeah. you believe you're good enough to make people laugh or entertain them or capture their attention. Like if you don't believe that you're probably a really shitty entertainer. Yeah. Like you have to believe that you're a little bit something, but there has to be the balance. Yes. You have to believe in yourself enough to do that kind of stuff. But then you also have to realize, yeah, because if you don't realize and take the hits, you're going to crush yourself uh, with doubt and insecurity and stuff. And you're going to ruin a bunch of relationships. Yes. Are you pretty empathetic? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, cause I am, I think with, stand-up you have like to be a good comedian you kind of have to be you have to be able able to to put yourself in the perspective of somebody else Mm -hmm. you have to realize and uh that's so true once i realized especially like um like dude privilege which i don't think a lot of dudes realize they have like i remember (laughs) i remember reading this twitter thread like i i was always on the the path anyway but i remember reading a twitter thread about like oh what would you do women only what would you do if men didn't exist after 5 p.m and it's like all the all the things about like the thing that got me the most was that this woman goes, my dog has never walked at night because I can't trust nighttime. And I was like, that is two groups of people that we supposedly such a good question, love guys. and protect yeah. women and dogs. <laughs> yeah. That this and that her story is not unique. So it's like no. worldwide, there's all these women with their dogs who can't experience half and we can't go for a run half the day no because dudes and that just and it's like i can't get past that like and so that's why i try to do you are really empathetic then (laughs) yes wow i try to do my best to and the same thing with like um with people of color and lbgt it's like i know that because i was born into this you know i'm tan but i'm basically a white dude like yeah yeah. i'm i because i was born into this dude shell i'm born with all these like uh, extra privileges that these other people just are never going to know and never yeah. going to be able to get because yeah. of their shell. And, it's, and like, it's like the smallest things that like sometimes they don't even realize because if you aren't getting a certain level of treatment or these privileges, sometimes you don't even know they exist. Yes. And, and like you don't even think about it. Like I yesterday it was still dark out at 6 a.m. and I was like feeling anxious and I was like, I really want to go for a run. It just sounds so nice to be outside. And then I'm like, but I can't because it's terrifying. And I literally was accosted by a homeless person like oh, two weeks ago. And, and I'm just like afraid all the time. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, you don't even know they exist. There's another thing about like white privilege that talks about the reason why people don't want to admit it exists is because you kind of got to admit that you have had the scales tilted towards you yeah, the whole time. Don't admit you've that. received the benefit of it. And because, they want to feel like victims. And if you've received the benefit of it, that means other people have received the disadvantages of it. And that's a tough thing to reconcile and a tough thing to get it over, is. which is why so many people don't want to. Yeah. And then the dude privilege one, I remember in the height of the uh, of like the, the Me Too reckoning, there was a guy at a women's march who did, and of course it was a black guy, and he obviously mm-hmm. 
was able to come from it from multiple perspectives, but he, I wish I could find it. I've actually tried to search for this interview a lot and I haven't been able to find it, but he, they're talking to him about like, Oh, why are you here? You know, you're a dude. Why are, why are you here supporting? Why are you doing this? And he goes, if you know, if you're a man who's not approaching every, every part of your interaction with women of like, is what I'm doing, making them feel unsafe, making them feel this. If, if you're not doing that with everything, you're, you're actually passively a part of the problem if you're not trying, because if you're not trying, then you're not giving them the opportunity. You're not recognizing the things that they got to go through. And that kind of, even though, again, I was already on the path that anyway, that opened my eyes more because it's like, yes, you, it really is a moment by moment choice every single time because you do. Yeah. Other women do. Other women have to factor these things in. So if you're just tralalying as a dude being like, oh, yeah, everything's fine. No, it's not fine. It's so crazy when you're talking about this because it's like, I mean, obviously I am privileged in a billion ways. But as a female, if we're just like talking about that portion of it, I never even think about this as much, like how much I do have to be so on my toes. Yeah. Like, I was at the gym last week and there was this creepy guy that always comes in his pajama pants. And he, <laughs> oh but, but he's like, he's probably like 45, but just obsessed with working out he'll come on every machine near me he'll try to talk to me when i'm lifting i completely ignore him because he says like inappropriate things. yeah of course it's awful and then so the next day i'm working out and i see this man approaching me from like my peripheral vision and i can see like his fist coming at me to this bump but i thought it was just another creep that i had to avoid so i'm purposely just like looking away looking away looking away like don't don't come closer and i'm like trying to pick up a weight or something to just be in the zone and it I turned around and it was one of my friends but, yeah, but it's like yeah. I, I wouldn't I don't know that you and I'm like always it. on my toes like I'm always trying to like ignore someone and ugh, I just don't think about this as much as I guess you brought up like I just don't realize how many times that I'm so hyper vigilant and there's so I actually try to stay on I like you know when I I pay attention to what my female friends post uh because there's certain things that maybe I don't, even as someone who's trying, yeah. I don't even realize is going on. Like my friend Leah Lamar, who is like, she's now like the face of Clubhouse. Like she's like, Amazing. she, she believes, like she's, like she's the icon. She's the app icon of Clubhouse. Wait, no, I was going to say that, but I'm like, you know, she is literally the face of Clubhouse. Like she, amazing. she blew up over the pandemic with this content. She's great. She's super nice, super funny. We've had like, great moments and conversations. And I remember her, I don't really use Facebook anymore, but I remember her making a Facebook post that's like, if you're a dude and I don't know you, or if you're a dude and I do know you, do not touch the small of my back as you're passing by me. And I was like, oh shit, do I, do I, am I doing that? Am I like, so I made an active choice to never do that again because I probably was and probably doing it. I as- don't blame you. I, it, it, that's what sucks though. Is like the good guys, like I don't blame them for, because they don't know better because yeah. their intent isn't yeah. to be malicious or I'm not trying to like touch scary. or molest you, but exactly. it's like, so but then, I wouldn't but then beat again, yourself up for that. I, hold on, hold on. I'm saying that, and yes, you're right, but at the same time, women are great, smell beautiful, and feel nice. So it's like, there's yeah. a part of me that's still like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, so it's like, I had, I, I I had to be like, no, you can't do that. Like, yeah, it, no matter yeah. what it feels. And there's another one where, like, I a few years ago, I made a conscious effort to, even in my car by myself, don't oogle chicks. You're by yourself. Because I need to get the repetition, because I remember, this is such a fun story, to, funny story to remember, but I remember being like in 10th grade and talking to a girl named Rachel in my English class. You have a lot of Rachels in your life. I do. Rachel Ross, I mom. do have a lot of yeah, Rachels in my do. life. I love the name Maybe Rachel. you're going to marry Rachel. There's a, there's a, actually, this is mini sad, but in my uh, friend group uh, from, from high school that a lot of them I'm still friends with, um, we had a Rachel who passed away in a Aww. car accident after high school. Very sad. But uh, she was a Rachel and she's actually been super impactful to 
just my own inspiration. And in February, right before the pandemic, I went to Mexico with all these friends and I officiated my friend Amy's wedding. And Aww. Amy was best friends with Rachel. And there was Aww. this one moment right at the end of the wedding and the reception was going on and I walk off to the side and I'm kind of like ripping a vape and just like appreciating. Yeah. And I lay down and I look up and there's a there's a ring of light around the moon and I'm like, Rachel came <gasps> to the wedding. That's so beautiful. It was beautiful. And so, uh, yeah, it felt really good. And um, anyways, just to get back to that, I yeah. did I did make a conscious effort to uh, to stop doing that because it's like I need to be as good as I can about women when I'm around them. In high school, there was a girl named Rachel who, oh, yeah. who um, I was talking to her about like, oh, you you know, she had, she had gotten boobs over like ninth to 10th grade. And Love she was that. like, and she, yeah, good for her. Yeah. And she, she was like, it just sucks. Like there's a different type of attention I'm getting now. And I don't know if I love it. And I remember being like, that does suck. But then I also was like, not my evolved self. So I was like, nah, it's probably not as bad as you think. She goes, yeah. it is. And I go, and she goes, how about this? Let's have a conversation right now. Try not to. And I'll tell you every time you do. And I was like, okay. And we were talking, I'd be like, anyway. And she'd be like, you just did it. I was like, oh, my bad. And talking again, she goes, you just did it again. I was like, oh so my God. You didn't even notice. I didn't it. even notice that I was glancing but down. You're a human a, being. Yes, but, and she knew I wasn't trying to be creepy yeah, in the yeah. moment, but I was, we were testing it and I, I was, I was actively trying not to, but it's just like my dude brain couldn't help. Yeah. Some so, of that's primal, but some of that, yeah. It, so it's like, again, to back to the story in the elevator where the girl gets on and I'm like, okay, don't, you know, lock in for yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Um, Mark is my, oh, I didn't mean to say his name, but like, uh, friend. Beep. Yeah. So he, uh, um, he is like reacting and she gets off the elevator and I go, Mark, if I could tell you were doing it, she 1000% knows you were doing it. thousand percent. And she, we're so good at this. And shit. she's probably going to get it the rest of the day. Can we be guys that give her a break from it? How about that? Dude? Yeah. Can we be a, a small, tiny part of her life where she is like, oh, thank God I didn't have creepy dudes staring at me in the elevator? Yes. And it's like, you know, it's, there's, there's but the also, if I'm in something where I feel like super beautiful and I go into an elevator and if there's a cute guy in the elevator, I want them to notice me or even say hi. So the problem is it's always Intent. how we deem are they creepy Intent. and like, eh, or are they super good looking and seem attractive? Then I'm okay with it. And I don't like that about myself because I'm like, it's a dude. It's still a dude, no matter what. And just because he's hot or not, the fact that I'm wanting him to look at me or not look at me, like that doesn't seem right to me. So I'm like openly admitting that I do. Yeah. That. Yeah. I mean, that's just the, the, uh, the battle of being human. You know what I mean? It's like, you don't, want to like encourage it but then you it, you like it you know yeah, what i mean there's like not, you want attention sometimes you, it's the intent if, yeah if, if it's a guy's intent is like and again i don't want to attach like attraction to intent yeah. but if it's like uh and here's the thing good looking dudes like that they know what to do you know what i mean yeah, yeah they know game, when to when yeah. to like wink and not but yeah, here, he, yeah, here's actually true. uh one of my favorite memories that I, it's not like i even tell the story a lot but it was like mm -hmm. it, it was a good personal test for me i used to drive uh, for a lift. And, oh. uh, I remember I picked up like four babes and, you know, I'm trying to be professional. I'm not, I, in my head, it's like, I, they probably get hit on all day. I'm not going to be another what's up, you know, dude, yeah. but they're, they're in there. And one girl is like, do you mind if we FaceTime my sister? She just got like, uh, cheated on and dumped by her boyfriend. I go, yeah, do whatever you want. So they do. And she's the, the girls are all pretty. This girl, they're FaceTiming is really pretty. And they're talking about this shitty dude. And they're like, what's your name? And I was like, I'm Josh. They're like, Josh, isn't she gorgeous? Would you cheat on her? And she's like a gorgeous 
yeah. doctor. And oh I'm just gosh. like, I was just like, uh, no, I wouldn't. She's like, thanks. And it's just, so then they, they finally get off the FaceTime with her and they're like, can we pick up the vibes? That was like a little bit sad. I was like, yeah. So I throw on my EDM Love and we're that. all dancing. One of my favorite parts about the ride is that one of the girls in the back where, so we're all like dancing, got the yeah. playlist going. They're loving the songs that I'm playing. This girl reaches forward and starts um, strobe lighting the uh, mirror so she's creating a dance That's off amazing. in the it was an amazing memory and so I dropped Aww. them off downtown at the club they're going out and they're all thank you so much you were yeah, yeah. this that and one of them I'm like gonna get up to tell the story <laughs> one of them one of the girls they all get out one of the girls turns back around and is just like thank you so much are you like off soon um you know we're having fun are you like yeah you seem so great and I in my head I'm like don't 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 give in. But they, but they I, led. I, I know they led, but at the same time, like I, I, a famous sports writer dropped a quote about uh, the, uh, a young, uh, like rookie NBA player that won. And he basically said that the best advice he heard somebody else give this young NBA player was don't chase the night. For me, what was I going to go try to get laid? You know, like, and now some girl has a story where her Lyft driver tried to have sex with her. So in my head, yeah, okay, that, that FaceTime with the with the pretty doctor and the strobe light thing, was it enough? and it, it was enough. Yeah. And I mean, I'll be totally honest. I looped back around to be like, maybe she's still outside and yeah. I'll get another interview. But then I just kept going. But then that yeah. to me was a good test of being like, I could appreciate for what it was in that moment. And I'm just going to move on. It felt nice. And I'm that's really on. attractive. Yeah. I will say that like that, is more attractive than someone that would drop everything. And oh be like, yeah, let me find you know a spot. I, yeah, yeah. yeah, let me go park the car and yeah, just yeah. end my shift early. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I think that is attractive. Um, and but I also think we've evolved too as women to lead if if we are interested. Like, I'll I'll yeah. make it like almost an open kind of ended thing if I am interested in the person, and then they feel more comfortable like hitting on me after that. Like, oh God, you that's... have to just kind of. It's a weird kind of dance now. The, it's hard. Yeah, but the, the it is a weird dance, but at the same time, like the the it's, woman it's will let you know. She will. That's she the thing will. about the, about dudes and like, oh, I gotta try this, I gotta try that. It's like you, actually, you don't have to try, because when one when a woman likes you or wants you, you're gonna you'll know. know. You're gonna know. You'll know if yeah. you're confused. She doesn't like you. And that's uh, yeah, exactly. Like, that's oh literally my, God, my favorite I would, quote. I, ever. Put that on a shirt. No, honestly. I know. Yeah. If you're confused, they don't like you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I. So it's like I think you've heard the, my the Venmo joke, right? About like five bucks or something like that. About um, I don't remember, but so I it's basically a lot what, what 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 I thank you. What I would do a little move move that I had, even though I don't like moves. Yeah. A move that I had was I would match with a girl and text a little bit, and I would say, Hey, what's your Venmo? I'll send you 10 bucks. Buy yourself a cup of coffee. If it helps you have a better day, you yeah. let me buy the next one in person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I girls in the crowd, without fail, every single time are like, holy shit. You I know? love it. And then I, I, I go, dude, you moment. hear what that sound? And so it's like, you know, these guys that want to be like, women only want material and money and this. And it's like, oh, really? Because I kind of just flipped everyone's opinion about me with $5. Hell it has yeah. nothing to do with like the, yes, it helps. Yeah. And yes, some women will be like, oh, cool. He has a nice car in a nice place. Yeah, but yeah. Bro, I can get laid with my entire life in my 2010 Nissan. And like your you, personality. Yeah, exactly. You so it's like have one? it's it's really once I kind of accepted the um, I was never able to develop this bit, but the premise of it I like, or it's like what I call the pursuit of the orgasm. It's like I don't. <laughs> I'm over the pursuit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, for sure. If if it presents itself and 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 the girl's like showing me like the clearest of green lights, and that's so much more attractive. We want. I, yes. I I don't want to say we. I like to work for it. Yeah. When the girl wants to, when the girl wants to work for it, and then once I get the clearest of green lights, and then you reciprocate, then it's like gold. Then it's like yeah, but you shouldn't what, have to like force it. Shouldn't have to force anything. Because yeah. it sounds creepy. I even. do. Yeah. And then once I was able to kind of like be cool. 
being alone and not worrying about like trying to fuck you know what i yeah, mean yeah, yeah. it be it honestly that's so it, much more attractive it finds you it, it really does, does find you it's so much more attractive you i would so much rather if there was a guy that was maybe like i don't like using scales but maybe he's like a six and then yeah, there's yeah. a 10 if the 10 is like up my ass all the time just trying to hang out every Shooting single day DMs, has yeah, to yeah. be texting me all the time that's so repulsive to me like versus someone that I love your approach with just Venmoing and saying, go buy yourself a cup of coffee and have a great day because it gives them the option to do this exchange as like an independent thing. Like they go and have that coffee by themselves. You're not inserting yourself in the oh, thing. Yeah, I guess You're I kind didn't of just totally like, think about that. Side no, of the that's like the most beautiful <laughs> part of it. Like that's what's the most attractive is like you're not breathing over their neck. They, they can go and do this thing and then they will want to spend the next, like they will want to, spend that time with you after that yeah. because you weren't like inserting yourself yeah you were able you were able to give like them y- your presence without being there it's almost yes. like unspoken you know no, what I mean? that's so beautiful uh, and also i ah uh, what am i trying to say i'm just trying to think of like i've been realizing this lately where i have guy friends or guys that are like maybe interested in me but they're you know they they want my too much of my time like they yeah. want to hang out every single day they don't understand that i'm like trying to build something for myself also I'm a very independent person I'm very happy being alone and like I love just like reading at night and existing and singing and I I don't need people all the time and the men that I'm like the most drawn to are the ones where I know they don't take that offensively or personally if I'm like want to be alone all the time Mm -hmm. but they're still supportive like they're like oh my gosh, I hope you have an amazing day. But it's not like, you know, like when people you can tell are just upset that you're busy or that you're, you can feel like the, the tension. And I love when people are just so supportive of you being alone. I've always tried to, yeah, of course. I've always tried to tell myself to not just with women, but like if you can just send the nicest version of the reply. Yeah. Even if it's not how you feel, even if it's a lie, if you send the nicest version, you're going to feel better. The other person's going to feel better. And then not to be like, a manipulator but like if you send the nicest version of the text to somebody a lot of times they'll be like oh damn you know what i mean and they'll want to work with you somehow try less try less and then Just that's that's less. the actually other half of it which is like this took me forever to learn and i'm still not completely innocent at least of it. you did though um God. but it's like don't try not to send the last text a lot yeah. of times dudes will want the last joke or the last word. And so many times I've sent that last one. I've been like, you fucking idiot. Why did you send that last one? Everything was so great. Yeah. So if you let the, them be the, if you let the person you're interested in be the last text, then they'll often be the next one, you know? Often. Yeah. Yep, a thousand percent. And there's a, uh, there's another thing where it's like, I kind of used to be that, like, I need your time and I need, and I'm clingy. And like the, again, because of that Ross and Rachel desire, I was always like, well, why aren't we together all the time? Yeah. And I had like this, uh, <laughs> really, really, really pretty girl that, uh, was interested in me because of my humor and stuff like that. And I was able to have this like whirlwind two months where we were together yeah, all the yeah. time, but Honeymoon. then she was kind of done, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, and we actually had like a brutal and brutal end here in San Diego. At Madhouse and then at at Double Deuce, yeah, and uh, and it like it it uh it kind of messed me up for a while, and I uh I but it over time one because she was like you know very very attractive, it kind of like gave me sexual confidence, you know, because she (laughs) she you know she always was like the 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 number one is the humor, the number two is what you got going on. I was always like oh. Okay, I can I can believe in I can myself. Work with that. I yeah. can believe in myself yeah. now, and, yeah. and I kind of did after that. And and it it uh, once I was able to kind of work through the pain of it, 
I kind of was like, Ugh, yeah, did she help me? Fuck. Yeah. Because it broke me of the cleanness. It honestly broke yeah. me. It, it like broke me through that. And dude, there was this crazy. Like moment. I want to hate her, but she I made do, my life so oh much better. Oh my god. Yeah, she did actually improve a lot of parts of my what, how I approach relationships. <laughs> and I remember, men like a year and a half after, I was driving for Lyft again, and uh, I was doing. It was a Lyft uh, line, and there was a. I picked up a girl who was like a bit flirty vibes, but she was also kind of like talking shit and then picked up another dude. And the dude is just kind of listening to mine and this girl's banter. And then I drop her off and the guy goes, man, did she hate you or not? I can't tell. And I was like, right. So then him and I start broing out and him and I are talking, he's talking about his wife. He's talking about this. And then I drop him off and I swear he is like, all right, man, well, good luck. And he goes, Hey, you're holding on to something, bro. But I honestly am feeling you. You can let it go. You're good. And then he gets out of the car, and I'm, like, crying. I'm, like, come back. Like, oh, my God. The... And and that moment on, I kind of was able to accept the lessons from the hot girl. Yeah. And be, like, oh, wow, it was actually kind of good for me. I still don't have to like her. You yeah. know what I mean? Because of what she did. Yeah. But the experience, <laughs> the experience and growth from it, like, wow, I it helped an insane amount. There's this joke that women leave men better than they found them. So thank the ex-girlfriend. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, <laughs> but, it's, but same goes for, like, we, we all just learn. Relationships are such a learning experience. Somebody on Twitter was like, if you're not with the one, then you're raising somebody else's son. I was like, oh, thank you, women, forever. <gasps> Wait, that's so true. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, oh women. My thank you, gosh. women, forever and for always. Yeah. I honestly, most, I will say, like, my past relationships, I've been a mother. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's all I was. But you know what? It's okay. Because it's all a journey. Yeah. I don't want to keep you for too long, but this is so much fun. I have a question, though. Sure. So it's Men's Mental Health Month. Oh, great. So I didn't even know we that. talked a lot about women. <laughs> yeah, because you're too busy empathizing with women. <laughs> no, I'm That's fun. Yeah. Um, what is your top advice for a guy that feels kind of isolated from his peers and doesn't feel like he can figure out what's going on? He's struggling. What would you tell him to do? Uh, the number one thing, I guess, would be psychedelics as a mini joke answer. But then that's also not a joke because it <laughs> yeah, just helps like, me actually so much. Do them. But then the other thing is that um, we're all human beings, you know. And I know that I don't. I don't say that to diminish anybody else's journey or like the things that you as a woman go through or like LBGT or POC. Mm -hmm. But it's like you're not alone, yeah. you know, like these things that you're experiencing, these things that you're going through, there can be a growth if you choose to work towards it. Uh, there can be an end point or a version of an end point and the next, if you choose to work for it. But it's like, just, just breathe, realize that you're not the first or last to go through this. And that yeah. if you, there was a, I used to not, I remember a comedian named Jody Miller kind of was like, I had told this, I was talking to her just about a story about this again, really pretty girl that was like, I'd met the night before. She was so flirty and like grabbed yeah. my shirt and all these things. And then on the phone the next day, like I didn't, because she was a mutual friend, I didn't necessarily ask her on a date, but I kind of like maybe had mentioned an ex-girlfriend or this or that. And she goes, oh, you're not gay? And I go, oh no. She goes, oh my God. She goes, we used to totally be friends. I just, I, I swear. And I was telling this comedian the story and she goes, do you do material about that? And I go, well, not really. And she goes, why not? And it, it, so it flipped me around. Like, and I kind of like started embracing, you really just got to embrace yourself. Yeah. You, comparison is a thief of joy. Expectation hinders your reality. You cannot attach yourself to these comparisons or expectations of this dude, quote unquote, dude you're supposed to be because you're just going to bum yourself out. So it's like sure. to, to any dude that is not feeling like they are the right person or they or need they to be someone else or they don't fit in. Like, I, I, I came up with this line that kind of helps me a lot. That's like, um, 
oh, the, with the parking lot PA stuff. Like, yeah, oh, you're always yeah. by yourself. Do you feel bad about being by yourself? It's like, well, this might sound like ooey gooey, like perspective status, but I'm actually never alone because I'm always with me and I like me. So it's like, hey, it's it's hard to get there. It's yeah, hard to it's accept hard. it. And you're 34. 34. Yeah, I'm 34. Yeah. Um, you're it's like, stop bringing up my age. No, I, I love it. With age comes experience. So it's like, I appreciate Wisdom. my age. Yeah. Yes. So it's like, it's it, if you really do, if you really just embrace yourself and run with yourself and don't hide from yourself, uh, it, it'll get better over time. You'll feel so much less alone. You do will feel. That's you, so true. That's so profound. I uh, love that. The more that you're okay with the person existing inside of you, the more you'll feel like I, at home. At home. And yeah. not alone. You don't feel the requisite to be with someone else, to be with, uh, find, to find your peer group of dudes and stuff like you that. You know what's so interesting too is like, I feel like the deepest loneliness is the one when you are surrounded by a ton of people and you just still feel alone. And that could be because you haven't reconciled totally with true. the person inside Th- of totally you. Totally true. Because you, so you put yourself into this life that you thought you're supposed to be, but then you feel so out of place because you, in your heart, you know it's not you, yeah. but then your brain is like, but this is supposed to be you. Yeah. You gotta eliminate that. He's second supposed part. to. I just had a. Really There's a Simpsons quote where she she Bart says, "I'm supposed to be in the fourth grade," and the teacher goes, <laughs> "Sounds like someone's got a case of the spozdas." <laughs> And it's like, I think I've seen that before. oh, I mean, I that's just, so again, funny. I retain everything. Yeah, yeah, so it's no, like, I, I just remember being like, oh, that's a good one. That is that, a good, that's a good one no, to apply. So true. Yeah. I just had on this really sweet, um, other guy that is a TikToker, Instagram. He's a jump roper. I don't know if you saw my posts. I did see podcast. that guy. Yeah. 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 The guy was jacked. He's, he's so jacked, but he's such a sweetheart. And he, we talked a lot about the feminine energy thing. I'm doing this in quotes. Cause I just also had on this. Um, doctor of psychology who basically was like we need to stop saying men like feminine energy masculine because he's like who decides what's feminine if a guy likes to have self-care that doesn't make it feminine it just means he likes self-care like or skincare sorry but moral of the story is he talked about having that kind of energy kind of like you said where you know he has this energy that's considered more feminine quote-unquote but when he started kind of leaning into that he started fi- like feeling just so much less lonely and more like aligned with what he was supposed to be. And also it just inspired so many people that follow him to be like, if you're a dude and you like having an entire skincare routine, who cares? Oh, the funniest I, part. I just of, never think about that. The you funniest know? part about that to me is that like, okay, so like the whole, maybe people think I'm gay. Maybe yeah. people think I'm girly, something like that. In my head, I started like, trying to like dip out my friend uh connor another don't tell worker from uh, chicago he gave me a great one which he, he called it zooming out and zooming Ooh. out to like see and it really is just like empathy taking yourself yeah. out of your own uh, your own brain but i started to zoom out and be like okay the times that people think i'm girly or the times that people think i'm gay i'm doing fun stuff i'm like dancing my clothes <laughs> so match true. you know what i mean like and I, are you smiling I'm smiling i'm having a time but exactly. then like when the times i'm doing straight dude stuff i'm like bummed and angry yeah. and stuff so it's like wait a minute these things are good these yeah, are actually good things for my own like, so it's like i do i just run with it i embrace it. i'm dancing i'm like i want to go shop i want to get the a mani-pedi and a clear coat like i, I love that. Lo- like my closest with my mom i stayed uh hanging in salons and getting my hair cut because it's like yo i'm out with my mom we're getting our haircut. We're laughing. We're going to Applebee's. Did, I'm getting a shirt. You know, like, yeah. it's fun. I have a really kind of interesting question to ask you. And if you don't feel comfortable asking, like, I appreciate the precursor, but I think face. you know that I'm going to be able to Yeah, I know. You. I know. I have to ask. But growing up and being in the climate we're in and how most of us still call this, like, feminine energy, masculine energy, like, myself included until a week ago. 
Did you ever question your sexuality solely based on the fact that gay men, in quotations, get their nails done or gay men wear pink or you know what I mean? Like growing up with all that around you and that noise, did you ever question your own sexuality based on that? Well, I think that, you know, I told you from birth to puberty, I was happy. And then from puberty to 26, I was kind of bummed out. I think that 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 negativity and bitterness was rooted in me rejecting those things that I knew I probably liked right. and trying to fit in. And, you know, th- there was my friend Sarah. Again, I have more. I have a lot of my closest friends are girls because girls are honestly better friends. See, than I dudes. like having guy friends. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and so uh, I remember Sarah she is the fun she has such a funny line where she goes i'm like 99 percent gay but one percent of the time i'll let a dude ruin my life i'm like okay that's what's up and i remember having like this was back when i drank having like a fun little couple beer night where we're like really getting into like perspectives and stuff she goes are you sure you're not gay? Like not in a, in a, yeah, she was like, Hey, like like, his guards down. I'm going to ask him now. I, she's like, I have my perspective, like that whole 99%, 1%. And, uh, like, you know, we're so similar. Are you sure that that's not existing into you? And I swear, I meant in that moment, I told her, I was like, Sarah, I trust you and love you. I really think that if I did feel it, I would be perfectly comfortable telling you right now, but I don't because I remember having another time where again, that whole thing of like, okay, Josh, like, Everyone, a lot of people have asked you if you're gay. A lot of people have yeah. been. So it's like, could you be? Could you be gay? You know what I mean? Could you like actually think about it? And I did. I actually thought about it. I actually it's almost went like you were it. like, it's like you feel like you have to like force yourself yeah. to think, am I gay? Like, it's am like, I? But no, you would probably know. And it's like, and I think like I can, uh, you know, I actually used to have a, a joke uh, with my ex about um, uh, having like a, a gay hall pass. Like and who it would be. Yeah, and yeah. And it was like, and it's like, uh, it was uh, the uh, uh, Billy from Stranger Things. Oh, the, that dude, he's just a handsome is. guy. Yeah, he's just a handsome, cool dude. Okay, and on yeah. Instagram, super cool, fun yeah. guy. But uh, I think it's like, I honestly think, and I, I'm pretty sure every straight guy would disagree with what I'm about to say, but it's like, if you haven't given the true perspective and wonder if you are or aren't, then who knows if you are or aren't? That's because so I've true. actually thought and been like, and then when it can't, comes down to it, I don't want to get like graphic or anything, but it's like, I could not see myself being sexually aroused yeah. or into another man's yeah. genitals. Does that stop me from being like, your jump rope guy, hottie. He's jacked. But that's because you're secure, secure in yourself. And I remember a friend of mine, another comedian, his name is Matt Broussard. He, um, I was biking a lot. And that's actually why I think I can be like residually fit because for years I would bike everywhere. And residually I think that's just like, yeah, it's like <laughs> I can like go a couple of weeks without working out and maybe a little like love handle pops up, but three days straight of working out. I'm like, it looks like, Oh, Josh is like, he looks like he's fit, you know? And I think it's because yeah. of the biking, but yeah. I remember in the heart of those biking years, Matt one day was like, dude, calves looking good. And I was like, thanks man. And I remember being like, well, Matt's kind of like a hyper masculine dude. And he's like, so it's like, if he can appreciate, and it's like, it kind of like maybe be like, yeah. Oh, I can appreciate beauty, hard work. Yeah. I can appreciate what, um, uh, other people do for themselves doesn't mean I'm like attracted or want to fuck that guy. No, it it's just so means it's true. like, hey man, sh- nice. Like if a yeah. dude's like, like that guy jump roping, I was like, dude, shout out that guy. Yeah, he's an insane body. Yeah, and it's like, and it's almost like, it's not, it's not like a, a sexual like a, a attraction, but it's like if I can't look at a good looking dude's body and be like, oh cool, I want to aspire to be. 
It's bet. appreciation. It's appreciation because yeah. I w- aspire, you know? So it's like- And if you're I confident c- in yourself. Confident in myself. I remember one time, my friend, and I just am always referring to comedy shows and comedians, but my friend Morgan, who's one of my favorite performers, he plays guitar and he's beautiful voice. And he actually does a lot of like musical improv where he's like ah. talking and playing at the same time. And he's he crushes every single time. But I remember him- uh, at one of my shows and he calls this dude up on stage and they kiss, they kiss on the lips and it's yeah. a dude and they kiss on the lips and this other guy in the front row, Morgan notices him kind of grimace and he goes, did you just pull back? <laughs> and the guy goes, well, yeah, that's like, and he goes, this guy loved me before, but now he's not a fan because I kissed that dude. And Morgan, who doesn't normally talk like this, he goes, are you kidding me, dude? Do you have any idea how wet we made every fucking pussy in this room? <laughs> just because it's not like they want to see they want to see dudes kiss, but I think women want to see comfortable dudes. Yeah, for and sure. So, for but that sure. was such a funny point that Morgan made. He was like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like with that Venmo joke where it's just like, I remember this one guy in a crowd and the crowd was like, did it work? And I go, did what work? He goes, did the $5 thing work? And I go, Ugh, dude, two things. First of all, there's no work, okay? Yeah. It's not like, these aren't moves I'm trying to give you. I'm trying to show you That's how to so like true. appreciate, work? take take initiative, do something that is like going to catch interest with, like you said, without the presence being there. And then in the joke I go, and two, of course it fucking worked. Did you just hear everybody? <laughs> Did you just hear all the girls? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, it's so true. I think I was there when that happened. Yeah, yeah, that exactly. So yeah, yeah. Funny. It's like, well, that was one of them. That's happened multiple yeah, times where dudes yeah. are like, oh, cool, I have a strategy. And that actually, your show, when that happened, I was like, dude, your that girlfriend so is right good. there. No, Why I, are you wondering if it works? work? Should I use and then it's like I looked at her and I was like follow me on Venmo (laughs) (laughs) that's so good I super appreciate your vulnerability around that and I think I think just having an appreciation for other human beings that are successful or attractive like it's just it's a part of being a human being like we need to stop uh anyway um Last question, because I have an interview. I have to pretend I want a job even (laughs) though I don't want to work for a corporation um what is the weirdest thing that you do alone when no one's watching? Um, I guess the answer would be, and it's not something I even do totally alone, like <laughs> always alone. Cause if people are around, it doesn't stop me either. But like, Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Again, this is not gonna, it's not gonna go to like sexual or anything, but it's like, I, if there's a reflective surface, checking myself out you know what I mean like yeah. if there's a mirror like I'm always like is there's cool? gotta be something weirder I can't I mean is there any like habit you have or like weird thing that you like turn off when you're in public everyone I, looks at themselves in the mirror are you kidding me I well that's the thing is like I you don't walk by a window you're like you're I don't not looking in the store I don't really, I don't really hold back Okay. So I, just, I, if I have like myself at home is the same as the guy in the parking lot on a date. I, I remember a friend from a uh, junior high. I saw again, like many years later was like, Hey man, it seems like, and I, and he didn't mean it as a diss. He goes, it seems like you haven't really changed since I met you. Like you kind of seem like the same dude. You're just now the yeah. older version of yourself. I'm like, well, that's actually a really that's nice amazing. thing to say. I'm honestly trying to, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I cannot think of something. I mean, you know, let's Yeah. I cannot That's think incredible. of anything because I'm just the same. I try to be the same person. Someone asked me that too. I t- literally went on a first date with someone a few months ago and he was like, you're just as weird as I thought you'd be. Yeah. And I'm like, great. Yeah, I'm like even- still weird. And my friends said to me, like when they first started hanging out with me when I moved here, they were like, I love that you just don't care. <laughs> like with men, like I would yeah. just FaceTime them. And instead of being like, hi, Good morning. I'd be like, what's up? Yeah. Like, I just, just don't care because it doesn't make sense to me to trick someone into liking me. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? That's great. Like, I can because do then it. what you got to uphold the trick the whole exactly. time. It's exhausting. I can trick them for sure. Trust me, I'm good at that shit. But why would I? I guess this might not even be weird, but I guess the closest thing I can even think of is that um, I think like my my I guess you could call anxiety or like my overthinky brain yeah. sometimes. Um, like we we talked about that that robot thing that I said and the what'd you call it the um the about robot. like let, I called it letting off steam but you called it uh something about gate theory of pain gate theory of pain so it's like th- th- there may there may be a little gate theory of like anxious energy for me where like me I kind of like clench my hand or like maybe have to like go like that like oh I just, me too I, I do like a, a stretch like an almost like yeah. a, like it's almost like I do a body motion to kind of like relieve the anxious energy it's literally what animals do like yeah. they start shaking in the wild when yeah. they're nervous yeah so it's like i i honestly am trying as hard as i can to think of anything like weird i do on my no you don't pick your nose is that weird i feel like that's a regular thing that's people so do. True. yeah <laughs> that's so true i don't know because to me nothing's weird really it's like, like you, what is weird? What is weird? Are you getting through life comfortably? Then yeah, the, I don't you, really think then it's that is weird. weird I think. Yeah, yeah, right. I know. Um, comfortable all the time. I, I cannot think of something. I love I, it. Which is like, I'm not speechless very often. I love to talk and I love to talk about myself. Uh, but <laughs> I can't, I, I honestly, with the, the mirror thing would still be my answer. And you're sitting here being like, no, everyone does that. And Literally it's like, yeah, yeah. That. No. I just remember um, prom. I actually didn't go to my high school prom. I chilled. You were with really the, cool. You went to the other girls. Uh, I will the next year I went with like, oh. uh, yeah, um, I, but I remember chilling with a friend who also didn't go in the hotel waiting for everybody to get back. And I remember checking myself for a second and she was like, did you just check yourself out? You know? And I remember being like, how often do I do that? You know? <laughs> so I guess that that's my, that's why that's my answer. Cause, yeah. because this girl, Chelsea, you remember called me, that. Isn't that crazy? How like, we're so impressionable at that age. We remember that exact situation. Yeah. Okay. So. Where can people find you? You're hilarious. Thank Where you. Where can they watch your comedy, listen to it, find you on Instagram? Give me all the deets. So my Instagram is Josh Waldron Sucks. And it, Spell you, it out. J-O-S-H, at J-O-S-H-W-L-W. <laughs> he doesn't know how to spell his last name. Well, no, it's sometimes I just get so stoked to talk, I stumble no, over I my letters. Same. I'm kidding. J-O-S-H-W-A-L-D-R-O-N-S-U-C-K-S, Josh Waldron Sucks. And then on Twitter, it's that, but S-U-X, because the other stuff wouldn't fit. Um, and then, so Insta, you know, I stay and post Instagram stories and post them my bit sometimes, but then my special chosen none, uh, is on YouTube and Spotify. And then today I just, so my friend, uh, showed me this website called DistroKid that once basically you put in all the files and you put in everything you want and over time it unrolls it for you on all the streaming sites. So immediately it was on YouTube and Spotify. And then now I'll get, uh, gradual emails that are like, Hey, it's on Amazon. And the next week I'll get one that's like, it's on SoundCloud. That's so cool. So it just went, it on, it just it. went on Amazon today. I think it'll be on iTunes Music next week and stuff like that. So it's like, if you put in Chosen None and stuff like that, you'll find it, my name. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, and then if you, I host and uh, book the, the San Diego Don't Tells. So if you ever want, if you're in San Diego and Come you watch. feel like, I mean, tonight's lineup is, is incredible. Uh, uh, all weekend's lineups are really good. So Dang it. Uh, they usually don't do Thursday shows, but this one's a special one. And then, uh, Friday and Saturday usually when we have. I will say when I went and saw the show, I didn't know he was hosting, but after the show, I turned to my friends and I said, "What comedian was your favorite?" And they're like, "Honestly, I liked the host. He was hilarious." Uh, that is my I'm favorite. I'm not even kidding. I, I remember you telling me that and being like, "Thank you," but like, yeah. it actually something like that was the inspiration to even tape the special because I didn't really have a plan to to do an album or a special, and then there were like four don't tells in a row where 
people would come up to me after and be like, hey, man, is there any way you could do longer? <laughs> like, we want to sit, like, everyone was great, but, yeah. like, uh, actually. No, it's true. You know what's funny is people that. People want more. That specific show, the one you were at, there was yeah. another guy who came up to me and was like, I've never been to a comedy show where the first guy was the best guy. And I was like, and again, that's not, I'm not zinging the rest no, of the lineup. No, but it's true. He was the best. Great. Oh, uh, thank you. Sorry, Max. Just kidding. You were great, too. <laughs> I'm doing shows with Max. Max, we love you. We'll see you next weekend, buddy. Um. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I take a lot of pride in, in being really good. And I like being very funny at the beginning because then with comedy shows, whoever you see first, you're kind of going to follow that flow for the rest it's of the show. True. So if I yeah. do really well at the beginning, then you're going to, the audience is going to have a good time for the rest yeah, of the show you because set them up. I set the standard mm -hmm. that the yep. show was going to be good. And put them in a good mood. Yeah. Put them in a good mood. That's why I play pump up EDM music throughout the show. And that's why in between comics, I'm like, wasn't that great? Everybody, you hype them up. You if your body's moving, if yeah. you're sitting still and meh, then you're, you're, gonna you're that's going to be your energy. Yeah, but if exactly. I get up there, I'm like, wasn't that good? Yeah. Well, guess what's going to be good too? The next yeah, guy. Yeah. Even yeah. if it's placebo. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 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 Yeah, delusion. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for I having me. I wish this me. didn't have to end. You I know have to this come was back great. On. I feel like this actually went a I could while, talk to but you it didn't for even like feel five like hours. It. Yeah, like I feel great. like there's so much more I wanted to ask you, but you have to come back. Yeah, for sure. I Please. mean, again, I'm in San Diego every weekend, so. Fuck yeah. Okay. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. You're the best. Last words. Thank you. Come on, you got more than that. Do I? I feel oh, like no, I talk funny. so Say much. Say something funny. Um, why did the scarecrow win an award? Let me think about it. Because he, I don't know, actually. He was outstanding in his field. <laughs> okay, really? That's the All one right. you give the... <laughs> We're going to end there. <laughs>